Hello, everyone. This is K.A. Stats, one of the creators and the writer of the White Vault podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this small additional episode that we're putting out today. It's less of an actual episode and more of a thank you behind the scenes peek at not only us as two of the main creators, but also one of our voice actors. This is a thank you for the support we've had on Patreon, for reaching 100 reviews and ratings on iTunes, for reaching one of our Patreon goals, for having great outreach and already over 50,000 downloads in just our first four episodes. So thank you very much, and I'll let us get right to the funny shenanigans of our small meeting in Reykjavik. The following is a fun QA interview with the creators of The White Vault, including myself, Travis Vengroff. Uh, me, Caitlin Stats. And I'm Eifer Vidalsson, the voice of Jonas. So we're here uh, today, actually. Stop this moving. chair is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a very creaky chair. Uh, we're actually uh, at Aethors uh, over in Reykjavik, Iceland. We are not in Florida, our usual place. We're here. We're free. We're free. <laughs> the curse is lifted, and we find ourselves here. So we're here with Aethor, and I guess we're doing like a, a QA. We've got a couple of questions people have not asked us, but we decide we're going to answer anyway. Um, Aethor has a couple of questions. We have a few for him, and just a general hangout, and maybe talk about some. Icelandic scary ghost stories. Before we get into the episode, we would also like to give a couple of shout-outs and thanks. We would like to thank David Cummings and the No Sleep Podcast. Uh, You guys are a fantastic show. If you're not familiar with it, it is serialized fiction horror podcasts. They are uh, a lot of fun. And every story is completely different. You'll recognize voices like David Alt, the voice of Walter Heath, and Peter Lewis, the voice of Graham Kasner. Additionally, we'd like to give a shout-out to Deadly Manners. It is a murder mystery horror podcast that's a lot of fun. Uh, The people who are working, uh, well, they work sort of with the people on No Sleep, but it's a different group of people creating it, but they're all in the same uh, network. It is a fantastic show, and it is a lot of fun if you get a chance to check it out. We also would like to thank our squeaky chair. We also want to say a quick thanks to John Grills uh, of Creepy, the Creepy Podcast. They did their 31 Days of Horror. I listened to all of them. Yes. Literally every day in October, they made a new horror story uh, for October submitted by various people from the internet, one of which, Day 15. I don't know. I don't remember what it's day called, it was. It's called Help Wanted, and it's uh, by K.A. Stats, our very yeah, own. Yeah, so if you want to listen to more things that I wrote, I have a guest written piece for the Creepy Podcast. With actually some really great voice acting and sound design yes. as well. Uh, they also just got picked up by Bloody Disgusting, which is a... Congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> John, and your team. We also would like to thank our sponsor, uh, Klipsch Audio. Klipsch. You can buy happiness. It's copper and black. There you there go. go. That's just the phrase. <laughs> we also want to give a big thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. These are the people that help make our productions possible. Fool and Scholar Productions makes a bunch of different shows, The White Vault being one of them, The Liberty Shows being one of them, and... It's all very much to thank you to the people who actually support us doing these things. So, so what yeah. you guys have missed, uh, we've, we've flown to Iceland. We're here now. We've been awake for... We didn't actually get any sleep, so we're a little bit more sleep-deprived <laughs> than usual. We took a nap. <laughs> also, again, thank you, patrons. You guys are amazing. Uh, we did take a nap. Uh, so we're on about four hours of sleep for the last uh, 24 hours, I think. Maybe 28 hours. Maybe more. Would have gotten an extra hour of sleep if I would have just shut up and gone back to work. We we had a we had a fun. No, we had good talks. We had a great time with uh, with Athor here. Um, we've we've been chatting up. Uh, so let's 
let's get right into it. So we we have this show, The White Vault. You guys listen to it. You probably maybe have wondered a little bit about how it's created and the purpose of this episode. Uh, Bye, guys. Just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> just to shed a little bit light on a little bit of light on the uh, the White Vault. So what is the White Vault? It's a. It's a. I guess everyone who's listening knows. Audio drama podcast. Yeah. <laughs> If you're listening um, to this, you probably know. If you're know. listening to this, you started on the wrong episode. <laughs> started episode one. Go back to episode one. It's scary. It's <laughs> in order. Hey, Thor, is this your first acting job, or are you already a very established guy we've just never heard of? <laughs> no such luck. No, my. you guys are actually my first, uh, not counting the white wolf, I actually had a small speaking part in Liberty. Uh, the second season, I think episode six uh, <laughs> and, and ten. And ten. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had, I had a voice in ten. Damn, I forgot about that. <laughs> and uh, you guys were gracious enough to extend a second offer for the character of Jonas in White Wolf, and that's by far the biggest project I've ever been a part of. So we do another podcast we called. For you. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> We, we have another podcast called Liberty. It's a sci-fi action adventure. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And Super it's, good. It's fun. Listen to episode six of season two. <clears throat> yes, yes. No, listen to the whole thing in order, guys. Again, it's a story. you got to listen Stories. in order. <laughs> yeah, fast forwarding through. So what was it like uh, your, your first acting gig? Like, uh, uh, To be absolutely honest, horrifying. Okay. Yeah, sounds honest. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I extended my hand uh, towards you when you were doing Liberty, and I recorded a couple of awful lines, and I put them on SoundCloud, <laughs> and I then promptly deleted them after seeing that the views went up by two because I was <laughs> mortified by my own recordings. But then later, I actually got a reply from you guys, and uh, you gave me lines, and I was absolutely terrified to record my lines, and it's <clears throat> I I. I've been scared the whole way through, and then they gave me a horror podcast to do on top of that, so I've been very scared the whole way through. In like the last three days, we've gotten like maybe eight compliments on the show, and some of them were particularly geared toward your acting. So you're like, and also from the editing perspective, because uh, for clarification, no one on the show has ever met anyone else on the show. <laughs> we all well, record. We've, so we've met Peter Lewis, who plays Graham. We've met David Alt, <clears throat> who plays Walter. Now we've met Athor. <laughs> And we're so the only one we have, the only two we haven't met are the the women. We haven't met Cassie, who plays Karina, and we haven't met Lonnie. Though Lonnie is like family, yeah. Despite having never met her, we've never met her in person. But I mean, she likes sent. She and, and she him. Knows we haven't dogs. met him. Oh, we haven't met him. See, I, I she doesn't have a character name, so I just consistently. You'll consider her a person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Hem actually does her own D and D podcast, The Lucky yeah. Die, and that's. I listen to that. It's a lot yeah, of fun. It's really fun. So if you like Life Place. Yeah, really I love Life Place. It's a really good one. But back on topic. So we're What's the topic? The topic of the day. <laughs> so acting and, and getting involved in this show. So we've we don't record at the same time. Uh Aethor, you've got Describe your rig. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I live in a small apartment and in the apartment there's a little closet. And in the closet, I shoved my desktop com- computer, and then I bought a microphone and just basically put it on the desk. Uh, doing that is not enough. You get awful echo and bass, so every time I record, I get a blanket, and I drape it over myself <laughs> and the microphone, and then I read the lines into the microphone. Oh, that's perfect. 
how do you read the lines with the, I guess your laptop is the light? Uh, sometimes I print out the lines, sometimes I, uh, no, the, 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 my, 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 my sheet, the thing I drape over myself is very transparent, so light gets through. And sometimes I've printed out lines, and sometimes I drape it over the TV screen itself, and it, at that point it becomes very toasty, very fast. So if, if, if at some points Yona sounds exhausted and about to have a heat stroke, it's, it's, it's me. It's me. I'm about to have a heat stroke. It's real. Well, <laughs> so actors genuine. for Fool and Scholar Productions have a history of recording in closets. Yep. <laughs> it's not the first time. Uh, and and you say uh, your English is very good. Uh, many people in Iceland speak English. I think almost everyone does yeah, uh, to some yeah. degree. Uh, but I, you've read some of the words in text form. And then I guess, <laughs> what was it like experiencing them now having to say some of our really awkward... Uh, that's that's uh, technical <laughs> jargon written by Caitlin. Anybody who has a second language has experienced this, especially anybody who just doesn't speak English. You you look at the look at words on the page and it says obnoxious, and you're just like, yeah, 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 I know what that means. It means to be more than life and annoying about it. And then you sit down and you're going like, I find that you are being quite obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just try to keep going into the next sentence because you don't know how to f- save that sentence, and you just. Yeah, so there have been absolutely moments where I absolutely destroy words that should be simple enough. Uh, <laughs> Travis has w- was earlier teasing me with my pronunciation of the word ball. It was just so <laughs> it was... funny. You're... It wasn't that you pronounced it wrong. You did it fine, but then you said it like seven times in a row. <laughs> because I am not sure the first time I said it was right, so I just gave you enough to work with. <laughs> Anyone with like a southern accent, you're like, <laughs> so it's like you know, you're Jonas, you're Icelandic, and all of a sudden like. Bowl. <laughs> By golly, is there a bowl in here? That was a fun one. Oh my gosh. What was it like hearing your own voice? Um, I'm I'm actually I have I have recorded myself and I've done little YouTube skits and whatever and thrown them on the internet. So listening to my own voice was not something completely new to me. However, listening to my voice while intently trying to convey emotions was very strange to me. And I, well, you I do had a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and th- there was there was a moment where I, I the, the the time the time period I'd been given caught up with me, and I had to record a bunch in a couple of days. There was a there was a crazy moment where I'm just sitting there editing my voice for the probably the fortieth hour this week uh, after recording all the thing. And so the I, tears are real. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're so much more than real, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, there there were moments where I just listened to my voice, and I I honest to God thought to myself, hmm, I don't know how to do sad. Sad is not in in my voice range. Sadness is sadness is for other people. <laughs> you have the luxury of saying sadness is for other people. <laughs> no, but uh, it's it's been more than more than fun. It's been exhilarating to record for so, something like this and then seeing it just absolutely taking off has been just crazy to me you have fans now no I don't no, I don't have fans <laughs> you have fans who wrapped off on me it's not this is how this works so like when you go back to uh, West Westman Island Westman Island yeah Westman Islands Westman Islands uh, you'll you'll be like a celebrity to the one person there who listens to the show <laughs> Don't worry, it feels the same where we are. It's like, oh, you make a thing? Yeah. What's a podcast? Oh, God. It's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's quite an interesting story, actually. But.
Getting into uh, a little bit more of it, Caitlin. Yes. Um, so the White Vault, we were here in Iceland uh, in March of 2016, and that kind of sparked the ideas for the White Vault. Mm -hmm. Explain. I like the cold. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what about Iceland got you thinking about the cold and uh, so things? I mean, it probably would have been the same sort of feeling had we gone to Glacier National Park, but just getting out into a space where you can look out and see a mountain and think, oh, well, if there was something behind me, something evil chasing me, nothing would stop me from getting from here to that mountain, except for the fact that this place would probably kill me. It's cold. We were talking about this earlier. It's it's not just there are no natural predators no natural in predators Iceland. Here. Nothing, there's like nothing. a there's a fox. You guys uh, we, have foxes? It's called uh, minks. I think they are just minks, and they they're very scared, very afraid of humans. So yeah. So there's nothing here that can hurt you, and the Icelandic people themselves are very nice. So I'm not expecting like an <laughs> Icelandic uh, serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> there have only been two in the entire history of Iceland. We learned today. So it's just that the only thing here that can really hurt you is the island itself. It's a place Place that's both freezing cold and it'll kill you that way or you could be like oh well tomorrow volcano eruption <laughs> like, one way or another you're living in a place that's both amazingly beautiful and then like it's it's earth it doesn't care we talked about this earlier chaotic nature yeah, yeah. The same thing it absolutely <laughs> does not care whether you live or die it just keeps going it's like oh you fell into a geothermal pool yeah it's a Bloody geothermal. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we basically were driving through Iceland, uh, seeing the natural beauty of this uh, beautiful country. Oh my god! We were listening to the No Sleep Horror podcast, basically on loop the entire time. <laughs> it was not on loop because that means we said the same one over and over again. We just queued up like twenty something. Episodes. Oh my god! Hours of content, <laughs> and we're listening to it over over ten days, basically nonstop while driving during all the daylight hours. So it's totally not my fault that I got a horror story idea. <laughs> while here in Iceland because I'm surrounded by a place that's inspirational and you're just feeding me horror. We also almost got killed by one of the roads. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the, the, the awful tight little road on the way to Budapest. Yeah. Yeah, why would you try to drive that on a GPS? The GPS said was, too. Well, the, the plan on the GPS is you go, you go sort of on the west coast, you head north, and it's like kind of a long scenic route and then it's like, well, okay, the sun's going down, get home quickly. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, take this, the shortcut. <laughs> And the shortcut is... The other horrifying one was... Um, like a, a death death ride. So the fjord that they've uh, built a tunnel under? Yeah. Um, so we, we went under the tunnel to go up the first time. But then on the way back, they were like, oh, let's drive around it. That was a mistake. You're so close to just being, I'm going to drive off the cliff. <laughs> well, we've got a tunnel. Why are you driving the shitty road? Because we it was supposed to, to be scenic. <laughs> Oh, oh. It was scenic, but it was also death-defying. <laughs> you're you're looking at the cliff from the edge, yeah, very very close, and it's like one and a half lanes, and <laughs> and there was like parts where it looked like there had been rock falls. Yeah. So there are a few rocks on the road, and we're like, oh, did that just happen, or is that like the like is that going to happen? Or see oh, see whether it happened just now is equally horrifying as oh it happened years ago and nobody cares. <laughs> no one picked that up. That's, that's not important. The maintenance oh here God. is garbage. <laughs> so no, you guys you guys get the the snow plows out really fast. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to. We're we're talking about it. It can literally shut down the city. The amount of snow that can fall in one night, and usually it does. Like maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. 
you go from zero snow to literally you can't walk the walkways. We don't actually know what the bad thing is by this point in the uh, the story, or what the bad things could no, be. No, and I'm not giving any spoilers away. We're not asking for spoilers, but nature being one of the forces that you've you've selected as being kind of a, as we hear a strange knocking. <laughs> from don't worry, somewhere. don't worry. It's just that Icelandic he's, serial killer we're we, talking about. He's running out of oxygen any second now. <laughs> <laughs> Athor, secretly the serial killer. The second. <laughs> actually the wife. <laughs> to clarify, there was a serial killer in Iceland who was condemned to death because they found him, and they accused his wife, and they said, okay, she's also in on this, so we're going to kill her too. They killed him, but they, they condemned her to death, but no one actually went through on the execution. Just like, so they, they voted for it, everyone was there, they voted, and they're like, Of course right, you should die. Let's go home. <laughs> let's go think, home and think about what we've done. <laughs> so she just kept living. Forever. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Until she became Aethor. Oh my god. Apparently. What was the question? I so just uh, in general, I was re-clarifying that you've got nature as being one of our one of the real threats up there, a very real threat in real the real world in Svalbard. Uh, why Svalbard? Uh, it's it's. First of all, I was inspired by Iceland, but I actually really like it here, and I didn't want to write a story that made it seem like going to Iceland was going to kill you. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'll write it in Svalbard, because not a lot of people go there unless they're there for scientific or mining industries. And I eventually got to the point where I was like, oh, you know, I really want it to be in a place with polar bears, and there aren't any here in Iceland. Uh, so... I found the island of Svalbard, and it's got more polar bears than people. <laughs> and you're required if you leave the two settlements. There's two large settlements. It's uh, Longyearbyen and Nielsen. And if you leave them, you have to be armed. It's like a requirement. Also, there's no visa requirement to there's get into no the country. There's no visa requirement so to get into Svalbard. So when you die, they, they never yeah, find you. Well, it's easy, it's easy for companies to just hire on anybody they need because you don't need a visa to live or work in Svalbard. So if they're like, oh, you have a specialty we need, just come over here. Really? You can. Yeah, without any sort of formalities or passports, assuming your country lets you leave. Like, I guess it'd be tough to get out of Cuba. <laughs> But uh, so the setting itself, it was just a nicer idea to set it in Svalbard with polar bears and the horrible weather. Like I spent about a week just reading articles about like <laughs> snowstorms and glaciers and oh my gosh, everything going on there. The geological creation of Svalbard. So what's, what's for those of us who are, are unfamiliar with your background, uh, Caitlin, the writer of the show, what is your uh, back and creator of The White Vault? What is your background in general? Because it's a very science heavy show. I have a degree in archaeological sciences. She says rolling her eyes. And I don't, no, I, I, I love my I, I love archaeology, but I don't utilize my degree because it's more about, like, how to utilize the mass spectrometer. Oops. <laughs> how to utilize the mass spectrometer, how to count glass shards in tephra. So things like that. When, when, it, when a volcano erupts, you have to count all the different, like, sub-microscopic glass particles <laughs> to figure out how old See, something is. See, that's why it's bad to breathe ash, because it's filled with tiny glass. Oh, it's I like, thought it was made of little demons that give you coughs. Little <laughs> glass shards. <laughs> it's um, demons. But that was my that was my my project was okay. Here are a bunch of uh, shards of glass 
in a little dish, go count them under a microscope for in like, like a three five inch dish. hours. <laughs> and that was, it was like, I had a whole box of them to do. And, oh gosh. And you know you what? You know what? My findings were still inconclusive. <laughs> <laughs> the and, and my favorite part of the story is she's like, you know, normally you get uh, seven or eight samples and like one or two have what you're looking for. So you have to like count them thoroughly. And then the mentor who is with her is like, you're really lucky. All of your samples have them. Oh, good. So instead of it being like every, every slide only takes three minutes because I can find the few <clears throat> glass shards, it's like every single shard... Every single freaking one takes like a half hour because it's got a hundred shards in it. Because they're like, oh, well, yeah, these came out of a volcanic lake. And I'm like, well, then what did you think was going to be there? Not volcano ash? <laughs> so you have, a, you have a pretty good research background because you have to do a lot of research to get mm -hmm. a master's degree uh, and in archaeological sciences. And you have, I guess, how did you go about researching all the fields that make up the skill sets of the characters of the show? Jonas was the easiest to write. <laughs> He's the company man. He's the company man. So it has more to do with um, like, oh, well, I'm just doing this because my company said, go do this. Yeah. Or, uh, You've got like a doctor, a medical but, doctor. Yeah, I have a medical doctor. I, I ask people who I know who are medical doctors. Um, my dad is a medical doctor. So if I'm like, does this make sense? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay, good. Um, I'm only... most, most people only have one liver, but yeah, yeah, yeah you're <laughs> on the right track. <laughs> but I, I've only had to ask him like once about one thing um, when Karina faints, and I wrote a bunch of the like the ox pulsimeter things. Well, you also did a lot of research for your degree and on undead people, so you know a lot about like anatomy. Your degree on dead people. Well, you you mm, yes. like for archaeological sciences. Uh, Got you, bachelors in corpses. You, <laughs> I just remember you holding a book and like, you know, uh, you're going through all the different body parts, but then oh, like no, I was, mass graves was like the chapter you were on. I was on. studying like, oh, physical cute. anthropology and uh, like identifying skeletal remains and stuff like that. <laughs> so he has this picture of me with my book open because I was doing my homework, this was years ago. I was doing my homework and he's over my shoulder and he takes a picture and I'm just starting the chapter on mass graves. <laughs> you know, cup of hot chocolate, mass graves, good light reading, yeah. gotta keep it. And then uh, we also have a geologist. How was that? And now I know all the signs were there. <clears throat> all the signs were there. I was going to write horror. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, geology. The was... geology one was actually really fun. <clears throat> really? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. So, again, because I did work with um, tephrochronology and work with, like, speleothem dating and things like that, I had some of that information already under my belt. And then... I was writing this for Karina, and I wanted to write Karina in a way where she stops talking out loud when she's about to get too technical, and she just makes them personal notes, because she's like, if I start saying this in German, and I start so like talking about my doctorate degree in geology, nobody here is going to understand or care. So the most detailed notes that she takes are just personal notes, and it's just research that I got to do about the, the actual island of Svalbard, which was really fun. And the poor actress, Kessie, who is actually from Germany, whose English <laughs> is her second language, who is not a, uh, she is not a geologist, has to go through these words. I don't even know if it's her second language. It could be like her third or fourth language. <laughs> she's very talented. But she's so talented. She's very funny. And I'm getting her notes as she's sending me her recordings. And she's like, speleothems, what, what is this word? And... She looks them up. She'll find a YouTube video of a professor who says speleothems in like one of their uh, geology reports or speech. The professor's from like the deep south. So, you know, the first take that I get from her, she's completely in her German accent. And then she says Spele speleothems. And it's, but it's, 
totally straight faced, oh not realizing what's happened. And I was like, uh, 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 Kessie, um, we have to re record the line of the speleothems because uh, the pronunciation was great if you were from the South. <laughs> oh, <okay>. not true. <laughs> so we had to correct a few things, but she powered through a lot of those really technical notes that you heard in yeah. either the previous episode or the one that's to come. I well, can't remember. The most difficult happened. thing is actually what we were discussing earlier writing for people who speak English as their second language and writing in a way that's natural for other people who don't speak English as their first language. So I can write Walter pretty easily and I can write Graham pretty easily because he's English and then he's Canadian. And there's a pronunciation guide for every one of those words. I have a pronunciation words. guide, yes. <laughs> the outposts and the Longyearbyen. Yeah. <laughs> I really loved his hesitation. It was like, we just took a flight from Longyearbyen. <laughs> Longyearbyen. Super genuine. <laughs> but no, just like, because everybody speaks differently. Um, syntax in Icelandic is different than syntax in Spanish or German. So the way that people speak is a little bit different. And that's been difficult. And I know that I failed at some points, but I've had <laughs> great actors and actresses who have been like, no, I'm not going to say it that way. I'm going to say it this way because that's the way it's supposed to sound. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we we like had to change the name of a character because in Iceland uh, you you don't use last names. Uh, we use last name, but you would never refer to somebody by their last name. You don't that, say like Mister or Mrs. Absolutely not. That's just mad talk. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 use the first name. It's just a simple thing. That's your name. Your last name is just uh, the name of your father and um, gendered suffix. Mm-hmm. Look at me go. Yeah, you told me the word earlier. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the Icelandic language is structured very much differently than English. And you gave me a very short and simple sentence. Something along the lines of, it's obvious why I'm here. And Helga was correct. And I spent about 30 minutes rewriting that sentence in Icelandic, trying to make it just two sentences, not drag it out, not combine it into one sentence. And like the, the, the general feel of the whole thing to keep saying without sounding like, like a, like a absolutely broken Icelandic. So the, tra- so the translation process was, was very genuine. Uh, Aethor, you are Icelandic, you speak Icelandic, and yeah, okay. you translated it to Icelandic. Uh, we had Sergey and uh, my friends at the Russian magazine Mir Fantastiki uh, translate our Russian into Russian for Kasner. We had uh, Kessie, who is a native German speaker, correct the German that we sent her and turn it into true German. Uh, and then we sent our Spanish translation off to um, a friend in Mexico City. A friend in Mexico City, because we wanted Rosa to be from Mexico City, so we wanted to be written exactly like someone. From Mexico City to speak. And for those of you who don't know, like, that's a very specific accent. It's basically the, the New York City equivalent or the Bostonian equivalent of, like, Spanish. It's not just <laughs> Spanish. It's you're from Mexico City. So Why an international team? What was your... it's fun. But what it's was the... It's so much more interesting to have people from around the world with a bunch of different skill sets that have d- different backgrounds and can act off of each other. It's so boring when it's just, like... Oh, a bunch of 25-year-olds from America met in America and did American things. Like, America. <laughs> but then you can't have all those really fun pop culture references constantly throughout the whole thing. I, I mean, I, can th- I threw in some pop culture references because they're like watching old movies. So yeah. like Shaun Batman Begins, Sean Begins. <laughs> the underrated prequel, Sean Begins. Starring Christian Bale. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, so yeah. things like that. Um, Walter makes a reference to the Tomb Raider video games, 
at one point. Uh, I can't tell if I just edited that or if that was the one that just came out. I don't but know. we'll find out. You just edited it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's... Yeah, you just edited it. Oh, okay, got it. And that's okay, though. Um, but I throw in some, but I feel like I try to make them as appropriate as possible to where people are from. Like, uh, Karina teaches Rosa how to say, das ist der absolute Hammer, which is like <laughs> a really old way of saying in German, oh, that's so cool, but it's like, from the 80s. <laughs> that's it's like, That's the absolute hammer, which is like, that's the absolute best, or that's the bomb, or whatever. <laughs> and so it was a joke that she taught it to her, and then they, they make that joke. So I tried to make specific references, <laughs> because I wanted to be more interesting. I want people to be like, oh, what does that mean? But did you that intend funny, for it to but... be listened to by people from different countries? I would love for it to be listened to. But was that the intent, like when you're writing yeah, it? Like I there's mean, these I little would... inside jokes in different languages. Yeah, imagine different cultures, if... culturally. I'm going to use Iceland as an example. Um, imagine, do you know of any podcasts, audio drama-wise, that have any Icelandic at all? Is there one that's just all Icelandic? <laughs> to my knowledge, not a single one. I know of a single YouTuber who came to Iceland. Okay. Who came to Iceland? Yeah. Okay. But so that's I feel... it. So, but then also, like, uh, your your cursing in Icelandic is we put a lot of time into these curses. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're 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 intricate to a to a certain degree, but they they are very Christian when you really really break it down. It's all about hell and yeah. curses and. Oh. I'm talking about how we Google things and like they keep coming up. I'm sitting there and I'm googling like. Icelandic curse words and then my computer is like sending me like oh you want to go to Iceland but also for advertising on Facebook you look up horrible words <laughs> only the horrible words like you didn't look up how to say hello or Clearly. you looked up how to like say oh my god one of them is like uh, you are a, 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 a troll of something like Ooh. I looked up an entire page and they were all like oh you're a this what? is a lot of poop talk. Like you're, a, you're a, like a oh yeah um, yeah ski tightless basically poop heel, yeah. implying that he's of lower status that comes from the barn. So good fucking ski tight. Uh, yeah yeah. Also, Icelandic cursing has been vastly infected by English cursing. Uh, yeah, we heard some earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like I know at least one of those words in that sentence you just said. Perfect <laughs> Icelandic sentence and just like f bomb in the middle. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Um, yeah. But, no, so I do want to write um, because there might be people who here in Iceland would be totally into listening to audio dramas, but maybe they want to see somebody that isn't just a bunch of Americans or a bunch of Brits doing anything. So, oh, I have a character that I can connect to. I'm going to listen to it. Oh, it's pretty good. He's still alive. Let's keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> As the uh, as the show's producer, she's like, okay, we're gonna get like you know maybe a guy from Finland. I'm like, oh god, I don't know anyone from Finland at all. <laughs> you know, this is... I understand now. I wrote that wrong. I probably should rewrite his nationality. You know, we'll we'll get another lady from from Sweden. Like, what do we know in Sweden? I don't know any voice actors in Sweden. I know people in Sweden, but they're all Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have these little challenges where Caitlin's like. You know the radio I sounds. I want to write this international world, and we just or, don't have the actors and actresses to fill it. She writes these very intricately detailed uh, radio sequences in the episode, and they're very scary. But you know, 
uh, the sound. It's like, oh no, I, it's a very inhuman sort of scream, like like an animal. No, no, like an inhuman sort of scream. <laughs> like, okay, I'll I'll get right on that. <laughs> Let me just get my inhuman. <laughs> I'll get my inhuman revved up. Uh, set it to seven. We'll go, we'll channel ring rate to. But Ooh. no, I also wanted to include like um, the the character of Rosa because there are not a lot of like Spanish speaking representation in non completely Spanish like there's a I know a Brazilian that's not Spanish it's Portuguese but a Brazilian um, audio drama and there's a bunch of other audio dramas out there that are just in specific languages but there's not a lot of representation of non-English speakers in English speaking audio dramas that's clearly because the Spanish people just have their own podcasts right I suspect I, only speaking a little bit of Spanish <laughs> I don't uh, I haven't gone out and listened to the uh diverse array of, of Spanish-speaking podcasts. <laughs> well, you got to get on that. you got all this free time here in Iceland. To learn, learn Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Come to Iceland. Learn Spanish. <laughs> You'll be so bored to learn Spanish. <laughs> no, it's not boring here. It's wonderful. You have the Northern, are the Northern Lights out this, uh, this time of year in uh, oh. November? Uh, definitely, definitely. It just as long as you're here after August-ish, that's okay. when the sun starts setting again, and then you'll get like pitch black darkness of the night. Literally, sun does not set. Yeah, no. we're looking forward to when we go out to the little cottage because there's like none of the Reykjavik lights. Oh, that's the best! And we're supposed to be able to see it as long as it's like. So we're snow. like like the all good horror movies. We're going to a cabin in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere, in the wastes of the the white, and we're we're going to be out there to write horror. <laughs> and, and go hiking. And go hiking and edit. Uh, so looking forward to that. Edit the rest of the series, hopefully by the end of the week. What's out for the minks? Oh, they'll get you. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's scary when you come from alligator land. <laughs> alligator land. And we, we have, you no, know, because where we are, we have uh, wild boar. We have yep, cougars. wild boar will get you. Cougars will get panthers. Um, <laughs> you think? Various wild cats. Like, oh man! I so saw links. We were once. at Mayaka. Remember when we were at Mayaka? Mayaka is this national, not national park, it's a state park state near park. us. Um, and there are gators. They're huge alligators. They will just lay in the middle of the street, and you have to wait for them to move. You can't go out. <laughs> you can't go out and be like shoo shoo alligator. <laughs> and they hiss at you. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. like cats. <laughs> yeah. There was this one time when we were driving there. I don't know if I was with you. I might have been with my dad. And we were driving by, and there's this alligator on the road, but he's like parallel okay so, so you can drive around him but this lady gets out of her car to take pictures and there's people out there taking pictures because they don't yeah. move particularly fast yeah but she's out there and she's got a little chihuahua on, yes. a, on a leash and yes. I'm, I'm looking at her going did you bring a snack <laughs> what are you doing it's her offering clearly so what i'm saying is not too scared of the little things <laughs> yeah you've seen chihuahuas <laughs> that we was have the takeaway from that story, right? Yes, chihuahuas are scary. I have a friend who was attacked by chihuahuas. Uh, speaking of animal violence uh, and just animals in general. Uh, so, what kind of a segue was that? I'm very finished. So we have um, trying to get the sounds of polar bears. Uh, whether or not they'll be in the story or just be background it will be decided. But we're trying to get recordings of polar bears. There are no recordings of polar bears. So apparently National Geographic just fakes them. So they'll use grizzly sounds and they'll pitch them oh, down. Don't tell you that out loud. They'll come after you. Oh no! All that Nat Geo money coming at you. <laughs> or they uh, 
they'll put music on top of it. Because when you're out there in the wilderness and you record a polar bear, like all the free stuff out there is just wind. You just hear the wind and you're like, whoa. First of all, you're very close to a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, you don't want to get close. too close to a polar bear. <laughs> so uh, in, in January, we're hoping to go to the Utah Zoo and, and meet up with Nora the polar bear to Nora. record uh, polar bear audio. She's actually like... She's animal famous, so if you're in the animal world and you know like animals that are famous, she's actually yes, a whole movie Yes, my dog knows all about her while stop raving. <laughs> but she's, she's really big in the animal world. Uh, there are only, I think, six or eight polar bears in all of time that have been raised in captivity. She's one of them, and she survived. I think out of like five that survived, she's one. And so she... if you want to go, you can actually just Google Nora the polar bear, and you can see Or videos. the loneliest polar bear. Or the loneliest polar bear, which Sad is videos. another video made of her. Oh, boy. Um, and you can see videos about how she was raised. And... Her mother abandoned her, basically. Yeah, so she physically mm. can't go back into the wild, or she's never been to the wild, so they yeah. can't release her. Um, and we were able to get in touch with them, and hopefully they'll help us get some uh, polar bear noises. The pains we go through. I've actually contacted every <laughs> zoo in the world that has a polar bear and they all said no except utah because utah is just they're on par also we national geographic bbc um polar institute or arctic institute uh uh the international polar bear institute uh an international polar bear institute they're out of canada yep and they they're actually they might work with us uh they're currently right now is the active season so they're like all doing like live feeds and they're in the fields. They can't really do emails because they're, if they look away for too long, they'll be eaten by a polar bear. <laughs> and you know, you're hearing them describe it like, yeah, we're putting up our surveillance equipment near the den. Don't want to get too close though. Because <laughs> if you, you know, they're, they're under the ice and you're under the snow and you're not really sure what, if you get too close, like where it See, is. See, that was fun research. Finding out that polar bears <clears throat> do not hibernate unless they have a cub. Male polar bears do not hibernate. I did not know that. I thought, oh, bears, all bears hibernate. As we get into some more horror elements, you'll you'll appreciate some of the other research that has come up that we can't mention yet, or it's a spoiler. But there's some fun stuff. Does does hibernate? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think they have a reason. I think their their metabolism is just so slow. They're like in a constant half hibernation state. <laughs> yeah, they're truly dead, nor truly alive. Yeah. Completely this is unrelated. A total diversion. We've tangented. So getting us back on track. We're actually right. looking to adopt a polar bear from the uh, through the institute at some point. Adopt means you just sponsor a yeah. sponsor sponsor a bear. Yeah. Um, For the record, I am against animal cruelty of all kinds. Please do not abuse your animals. Be nice to your animals and pet them from me. Say <laughs> Aethor says hello and pet your pet. Yes, yes. It's sponsored by Aethor. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Aethor and I approve this message. <laughs> So what was it like hearing the the episode with the other characters and the sound effects for you? Oh, it, it was oh that was that was the best the best. <laughs> it was so fun. I, I'll admit I, I was I was uh, panicking panicking quite hard uh, around the time the first episode was coming out. Uh, like this is gonna suck. This guy, I, I, I ruined it. I ruined it for them. Oh they're, no, you they're, didn't. They're gonna have my voice and I'm gonna be like, oh hey guys, I sure hope no polar bear coming at us, right? I'm from Iceland. I, I was I was so waiting for myself I'm to just Mr. Meepsy <laughs> 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 Hey everybody, look at me. <laughs> With a little slideshow because Jonas has like we're we're really big into this old quasi eighties technology where he's got his slides like on the next slide and you actually made the click noise. You're like yeah. <laughs> I had to cut that out for the recording but that was cute. I wish you had me like kind of whispering it underneath <laughs> the clicks. <laughs> but no yeah yeah the, 
that the first episode came out, and I have like a, a fucking five minute monologue in the th- thing where <laughs> I explain the, the 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 point of the mission. And I'm gonna be very frank here, and I've recorded that monologue probably twenty times, <laughs> and. Yeah, you can be the judge of if, if, if the 21st time was worth anything, but I think it came out quite well, and I'm super happy with all the the, the, the blending of the voices as new characters walk in. I'm <clears throat> quite surprised how, like, how similar... No, not similar. I, like, all the quality seems, seems to blend. I, I've, I've heard projects where people sit in their different offices on a different side of the globe, and everybody has weird echoes and weird bass and stuff like that. And I well, feel we've reached out to you and we said, "Hey, you had a little bit of like a tinny sound. Can we try and fix that?" And we've done the same with our other. That's how we got the the well. blanket theory. Yeah, that's yeah. how the blanket happened. So we we even though we don't Thank record you. in the same room, we try really hard to like have quality control. <clears throat> I will say the microphones are actually they do sound noticeably different at first. So it, I, I created this custom yeah. equalization passes for each character. Yours is uh, I don't I don't remember what they are, but I know like Lonnie's I have to cut some of the highs and boost a, lo- a little bit more for the lows for hers, for instance. Yeah. I think David Alt I just do nothing because he's, he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even edit his his audio. It's just it, it's even in sequence in the right times. So I just edit around his. <laughs> he just his audio. He is the framework. <laughs> <laughs> he knew the whole episode. Uh. His footsteps are already recorded in the background. It's not me recording the footsteps. You already sent them season so two. So when you... <laughs> Hasn't been written yet. <laughs> when, when you did hear it, did you like finally feel relief? Like, oh, I didn't ruin it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, felt, I felt a massive amount of relief. A lot of stress just kind of got pushed off me and I, it got replaced with like a... Well, I'm just going to say it. A, a sense of like, like pride. Accomplishment? It, yes, yes, accomplishment. It, it sounded good. It it sounded natural and the. It sounded good. You did a good job. Well, I will say, you were saying it was your twenty first take. It was actually a combination of about eight different takes. Yes. So I and it's not it's not a, a complaint. With a lot of what I do in the editing process, certain takes and certain words will just sound perfect. Like there's a delivery where Banana. you sounded crippled. <laughs> like there was, you were giving a speech and you just sounded completely disheartened because someone insulted you or something. <laughs> and it was, the first time you read it, you, you like stumbled through it, but uh, you were unsure of the word, but it sounded like if you cut out everything before the uncertain parts, it just sounds like you're really sad for like the last word of the yeah. entire part. So I steal that word and I'll combine it with another take where that sounds equally forlorn and it gives now this really beautiful, sad performance. You did that with my first performance. In, in Liberty, I was playing an explosive dealer who had a drug problem. And you asked for like a... Sli- you've, you've gone up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you asked for a, a voice that's like kind of skeevy and kind of gross and wasn't supposed to sound good. So I, 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 I think this is called a trigger, where an actor chooses a word or a sound that gets them into the voice. And yeah. I had this little laugh I did that got me high and hit the right note. So I, I did this, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. I did this little, like, the, the <laughs> sound. I remember that. And this, 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 this man, uh, he grabbed the laugh and he shoved it throughout the whole conversation. <laughs> it's everywhere. And not a single point line in the dialogue says 
skeevy guy laughs like a freaking creepo. So <clears throat> you gave it to him, so he was gonna use it. And and some of those stumbles, there were like genuine stumbles in the recording, and they just sound so real sometimes. Well, because I fucked up. No, but like even in the white vault, when people he's a messed up mess character. Up saying Jonas's last name, but the intention is for them to mess up saying Jonas's last name. But they we, didn't do it the right kind of mess up, but their real mess up sounds perfect. We're like, that blooper you thought was a blooper? No, we're using that. That's that's gold, yeah. And then uh, occasionally words get shifted around a little bit for similar reasons, just because it sounds so organic when people mess up. And I think there's, in the most recent episode, there was a stutter or two that I just left in because it sounded like you were saying something and it just sounded much better. Yeah, yeah I, I think I know exactly the stutter. It's the scary smoothies. Yes. <laughs> Smoothies, yep. Yeah, I, it I was so good. I don't say the M, but you can clearly hear the, the, the train of thought I had that was derailed by my inability to control my own face flaps. <laughs> I just I, I see like a dog with like the face the, the pug, like the jowls. Jowl, pug with jowls <laughs> over the pug face. Oh god. Kind of hiding there. So as as we're we're in your your country, we're here. Uh, we love horror stories, and this is a horror podcast. We thought it might be appropriate to tell a, a horror story if you had the time. Sure, sure. I have two stories for you. Okay. One's kind of short, and the other one's a little, little bit longer. Okay. And I'm gonna start with the short one. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the first story is called Modirmin Kvikvi, or Mother in the Fold Fold. Uh, it's a two folds. Mother in the Fold, comma Fold. Oh, okay, okay. The story starts uh, in the early years of Icelandic uh, settlement. The story follows a young woman. Uh, for what, what century is this for those who are unsure? Have fun finding out. I think 1400. <laughs> 1400s. Yeah. Okay. And there's a young farmhand, a woman who works at a farm, basically, and she gets pregnant. Now, the man, whoever he was, is never mentioned again in the story. So she performs a thing that is known in Iceland. It was never celebrated, do not take this lightly. It's called bearing out a child, where you take the child after it's born, wrap it in some of your clothes, and simply take it outside. So, like death by exposure. Yes. And it had a name, and later on it actually got uh, fines and even death sentences around it. So don't, don't think that this is a normal thing, but it was it occurred enough that we have a word for it, a bera barten ut, or to carry a child out. Okay. Now the, the mother... And not to the White Walkers. No, that, <laughs> not, to, not to break the... No, no, that's, 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 the White Walkers are completely different. Thing. You need an albino for that. Just to clarify, because the wall is here. You oh. guys record Game of Thrones here. Oh, they, they, they do record a couple of uh, scenes here. F- fun fact, one of them, the mountain there, Broken Arrowhead, that the Hound talks about in the last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is not where they showed it. <laughs> that mountain does not belong in that mountain range. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Photoshop and a half, and it upset every single Icelandic person who saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We... <clears throat> so getting back to the wall, she's yeah. not taking it to the Ice King. She's taking her child out. Yeah, she, she carries the child out. Uh, now, later the same year, uh, there's a festival in the inner town, which is called the Vekovaki. Now, this is after Christian settlement in Iceland, and a lot of merriment and dancing and all things basically fun have been forbidden. And she, <laughs> and the Vekovaki is one of the few times where people get to gorge themselves with food and then dance into the night. Uh, a small pyre is set, and uh, mostly it takes place inside. Now, the thing about Vekovaki is it is a kind of a nice thing. 
and this time it was being held inside in a hall. So she looked for her nicest clothes and she figured out she had none, so she couldn't go to Vigovaki. Now the day moves on and it reaches the day of the Vigovaki, and throughout the day she does little else than uh, complain and tell her ire of her being stuck here, and that she can't go to the Vigovaki. And uh, as, she, as the day goes on and the sun sets, she goes out with another, uh, another farmhand to milk the ewe. And when she gets there, they're milking, and she can't contain herself. And she looks to the farmhand and she says, I can't go, I can't go, I have no nice clothes. And then from beneath the floorboards, a voice speaks. Moder mini qui qui Grautu ekki því því Roughly translated, the poem goes, Mother in the fold fold, no need to be sad, sad. I will give you my cast off rags, them you can wear and dance and dance. So when she put the baby out, did she put it out in her best clothes at that time? That doesn't follow the story, but that is an uh, that is an logical conclusion to reach. <laughs> uh, there are two versions of the story from this point, and I'm only going to tell the sim- more simple one. Okay. She instantly recognizes the voice as the voice of her child she bore out. She screams to the farmhand, she screams to the you, and promptly loses her mind for all of time. That's the end of the story. Oh, I like that. That's like a little Lovecraftian. <coughs> breaks like, her mind. Yeah. Like, oh, you made a mistake, and then some, like, elder problem happened with your child, and then you went this crazy. Is the same year? Yeah, same year. Okay, so it wasn't like, you know, 30 years later, the kid might have grown no, up. No, 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 no. Okay. She recognizes the voice of a baby. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't do a child's voice. The, if, you, if you'd go online, there's a really good uh, child uh, singing this little uh, lyric. We'll try to find it and put a link in the show notes. Definitely do that. Um, the other one I have is Jatmin o Mirkal, which is a lot longer. So if you're tired already, go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> and Jatmin uh, o Mirkal is uh, roughly translated. No, not roughly translated. Verbatim translated, the deacon on Dark River. And the story takes place in the north of Iceland, in Eyjafjörður. 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 Yeah, Fjörður. Um, and the, the man is the deacon on Mirkau, which is the Icelandic version. But I feel that the, like it, it gives a little more flair to f- translate that one name. Uh, so I'm pronouncing it uh, Dark River, okay. which is the name, a uh, name of a town. But yes, the, the story takes place in north of Iceland, again sometime around the 1400s. And there's a deacon there who has fallen in love with a, na- with a woman called Guðrún. Now, she lives across a mighty river called Hörgau in a town called Bajesau. She worked there as a maid for the priest. The deacon had a horse with a mane of grey, which he rode everywhere, and he called it Faxi, which is the Icelandic name for mane. This is not a very creative name for a horse, but <laughs> it does the job, does the job. Uh, it so happens that shortly before Christmas, one year, the deacon writes to Gurun uh, to invite her to a Christmas party. Now, when he, as he is arriving, he sees that the weather is getting worse and worse. 
uh, he gets to Gudrun, he tells her, hey, I want to invite you to a Christmas party. She says, yes, much merriment is had. He spends the day with her, and as the night falls, he starts heading his way back to Mirko. Sorry, to Dark River. Uh, as he reaches the mighty river, it is the river has become torrential and glacial. Something you need to know about a lot of the Icelandic rivers is that probably around 99% of Icelandic rivers are cast off water from melted glaciers up in the highlands, Howlandil. And as it melts, it usually just creates water and it runs off. But strange or unique weather circumstances can break the ice and they'll drift down the water leaving uh, iceberg, little icebergs from the size of a cat to the size of a car, drifting down the rivers. Now, he sees the river is impassable where he usually passes, so he decides to head further south to Iktarsal, where there's a bridge. Uh, he gets to the bridge, and there the river is crashing against the bridge, and as he reaches the middle of the bridge, it gives out, plunging him and his horse to the icy depths. No, 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 Faxi. The next day, a farm, uh, a farmer in a town close by wakes up, and as he's about to start doing his rounds, he sees a horse with a fax of mane, a mane of grey, a fax of mane of grey, a lot of Icelandic words in this one, with a mane of grey, wandering around outside his farm. Uh, It looks worse for wear. As he reaches the horse, he's most dire. His assumptions are confirmed. He had seen the deacon leave for Gudrun the day before, and he had never seen him arrive back. Seeing the faxi as disheveled as it was, he follows down the river where he finds the deacon face down with a mighty gas upon the back of his head. The farmer takes the horse and the deacon's body to Mirkel, to Dark River, where he is promptly buried the week before Christmas. So it happens that the the weather was so bad that not a single person passed between Mirkal and the town Gudrun's from in the whole time. So Christmas Day arrives, and she sits waiting merrily. As night falls, a knocking is heard upon the house. I, I held myself back, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you about to do it. Yeah. I, I just had to <laughs> sound effect guy. Uh, a knocking is heard upon the house, and her mother leaves for the door. She looks out into the darkness but sees no one, so she returns and tells Gudrun. Gudrun laughs and says, No, surely it is the deacon. Uh, you simply can't see because there are, the wind is strong and the clouds are thick, covering the moon, leaving nothing to the eyes to see. So she leaves outside and she sees a man upon a horse with a mane of grey. She believes herself that this is the deacon and she climbs the back of the horse and they ride off. I've made a great mistake. To clarify, he has some cliff notes, and they're written on the back of a Dungeons & Dragons player's character sheet, and it's amazing. Making this sound way nerdier than it has to. Everybody here at this table plays D&D. Yeah, we're, we're all D&D people here, so it's... It's the best. Tell your friends. Um, as she ran to the door, she put upon herself her thickest coat, but as she saw the deacon, she simply shoved one arm into one arm of the coat and hung the other one over her shoulder. She then climbs the horse and they ride off into the night. As they reach the mighty river, the horse jostles around, tossing the two passengers around a little bit, lifting the hat of the deacon, and upon the back of his head she sees a mighty wound, and she can see the white of his skull beneath the hat. In that very moment, the clouds part, illuminating the river, and the deacon speaks. 
Mánin líður, döðin ríður, sérðu ekki hvítan blett í hnakka mínu, garu, garu. Roughly translated, and with some creativity <laughs> added to it, it says, The moon slides as death rides. Do you see the white upon my nape? Garu, garu. There are two versions of the story from this point. One says that she was stunned silent and they rode off in peace. Another says that she grabs upon his hat, lifts it, and says, I see only what my eyes see. Either way, the rest of the trip is uneventful and passed in silence. <laughs> I'm on a horse with a dead guy. What do I do? <laughs> Taunt him. <laughs> uh, they... Uh, they reach the town of Mirkau. God damn, Eivor. They reach the town of Dark Lake. <laughs> no, it's Dark River! Oh my god! <laughs> they reach the place! They get there! Yeah. <laughs> they reach the town of uh, Dark, Dark River, and they stop at the gate of the cemetery, where the deacon steps off the horse and helps her down. He looks to her and says, Bittu hier, garum garum, medan ye fletan faxa faxa, garva. Roughly translated says, wait here, garum garum, while I move, faxe, faxe, in beyond the fence, fence. As he said, for clarification real quick, is the repetition of words common in Icelandic speech? I'll tell you this okay. at the end of the story. Okay, okay, sorry. Good <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, as he starts guiding the horse away, her eyes are cast upon the cemetery where she spots an open grave dirt cast to either side of it. She braces herself against the town bell, uh, the rope to the town bell, and as she does so, a hand grasps upon her coat's arm. So harshly and quickly it moves past her, it rips it right off. Luckily, it was the sleeve of the arm she hadn't put her whole arm in, tearing the arm of the coat off. The deacon runs past her, jumps into the grave, and the mud slides, closing the grave completely. Garun, paralyzed with fear, not knowing what to do, starts tugging on the town's bell, ringing it again and again until the men of the town arrive. They reach, they reach her and she uh, quickly tells them of her travels with the deacon, and they tell her of the funeral that was had seven days earlier. Burun is given a place to stay, a warm meal, and a bed to sleep in. And as she falls asleep, the deacon appears at the foot of her bed. She screams out as he claws at her, and the man of the house runs in there. The deacon leaves, screaming, and leaves Garun alone. None slept in the town that day. Days passed, and every night, Burun is accosted by the deacon, never getting a full night's sleep. Fifteen days passed until a magi from the town of Skagafjord, just west of Mirkau, arrives. He tells the man of the town that they must plow the biggest rock from the field and roll it to the town hall. He then waits at the gate of the town until nightfall. The deacon arrives and says, I am entering this town, Magi. The Magi casts some terrifying curse, pulling the deacon with him towards the town hall. There he performs a mighty exorcism, banishing the deacon into the ground and rolls the rock on top of where he banished him. There the deacon still lies, waiting for anyone to move the rock. 
After that night, all slept peacefully in the town except Guru. They say she still does not get a full night's sleep. End of story. Wow. There you go. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. And I have questions. So, yes. my guy, is that like, you know, a cleric or is that like a sorcerer? Uh, the Magi. Um, they literally say magician. I thought that sounded <laughs> dumb, so uh, I looked up uh, synonyms for it. Okay. And it's because the word magician or galtramadur in Icelandic has a more old-timey feeling than what it has gotten in the English language. White gloves, rub it in hats. Yes, yes. <laughs> Top hats and all that. Uh, yeah. So I looked for a better word. We have also another word called sidskrati which is basically a potion demon, which I wish you guys had, but... Tell us about them. <laughs> <laughs> They're simply the alchemists of Iceland from the times you're. Um, it, basically the man who brewed the potion that healed the sick, the lame, and the blind. Okay. Surely he was just poisoning the people and then telling them they're better. Again, their name was Potion Demon. Say this, Karate. <laughs> but yes, you had one question. And the repetition. The repetition. It is said that uh, those who come back from the grave must always speak in rhymes. Uh, now, the word rhymes has a different meaning in Icelandic. Thula is the... It's, it's, uh, basically, they have to... Uh, what's the English word for performing poetry? Like, the act of performing it. I mean, like, slam poetry? Slam poetry. Um, no, that's different. That's, uh, I mean, yeah. slam poetry is a different type of poetry. No, no, it's not slam poetry, but um, <laughs> basically in Old Icelandic, and this was something I, I think, now if we have any Icelandic listeners, they're going to bite my head off if I'm wrong, <laughs> so I'm going to add, add a, pre, uh, a, a prefix here. Aethor is not 100% what he's talking about here, he's doing his absolute best. Uh, in the old times, it was very customary for when you were making declarations and trying to be bigger and stronger than everybody around, you spoke in little verses. Something that could be easily quoted, written down, put some stones. Okay. You, you'd banish somebody and you'd spoke it in a verse. Speaking quotes. Quote me on this. Yes, yeah, quote yeah. yeah. You can quote me on this. That's <laughs> what they were doing. And they say that uh, the, the ones who come back must speak in verses. So this is like Wayne June from Darkest Dungeon, you know, a faint <laughs> hope blossoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the crazy one? Pride dissipates no. the dizzying fall. Give me a second. Excessive size has no intrinsic value <laughs> unless inordinate exanguation um. be considered a virtue. God, he's so good at that. It's like three thesauruses in a dictionary had a baby. <laughs> but yeah, and the rhymes are a reference to the, the the idea that ghosts must speak in rhymes. And this stone is it also there? Um, I could not find any information about the rock still being there. And That's as far possible. As as far as I know, the town hall is also gone. Uh, but I know the gate is still there, but though the bell was taken down like 1980, like like annoyingly recently. Hmm. Uh, it was. I, I read a little paper about this because we were telling the story. And uh, somebody went back and he fact-checked the story. And there was a deacon in Dark Lake. And there was a Gvurun. And there was a mighty storm the year 1408 on the 27th of December, which totaled a bunch of houses laid, laid waste to the countryside, leaving not a single tree standing. To clarify... I thought it was just the Icelandic people making houses. <laughs> <laughs> 
Icelandic people uh, have few trees because they used most of the built houses. That that rotted um, away, so now we live in mud caves. <laughs> and and the other uh, interesting thing is <laughs> in concrete apartments. Uh, genealogy is a huge part of Icelandic culture. So you always know like uh, the name of your parent and then son or daughter, basically. Yeah, yeah. So being able to trace that lineage is actually very doable in Iceland. Yeah, but there's one thing that you didn't catch because it's not your native language, which is sad because it's the best part of the story. You see, when the deacon addresses Guðrún, he calls her Garún. He mispronounces her name. And there's a reason for that. Guðrún is two words, Guð or Rún. Guð is the Icelandic word for God, and Rún is runes, as in carving runes. So her name is God Runes in English. Okay. That's a pretty sweet name. It is said <laughs> that the dead cannot speak the name of God. So he must mispronounce it when he speaks to her. So he calls her Garun. Does Garun. That, does that have a meaning? No. He's no? simply mispronounced. Yes, like babbling. He's not able to... Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of neat elements to this story that are uh, inspiring. Can I have the papers? Oh, yeah, you can <laughs> keep the papers. They're completely in Icelandic. <laughs> She's staring now at Icelandic text that she can't really read. Um, no, but I'm looking... But a cool character sheet on back. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you. That was that was really neat. That's a genuine Icelandic folklore uh, story yeah. for you guys, listeners and gals out there. Um, listeners and gals. <laughs> no, listener and gal. <laughs> we know you know, we who know you who you are. You know who you are. Exactly. How about just <laughs> listeners in general? Listeners, All listeners, Our women listeners. can't hear. Listeners and gals. Women can't hear. They're like bats, right? <laughs> That's super hearing. <laughs> <You're> super wrong. <laughs> That's why we're so critical. Why? So, uh, we also have a have a performance briefly. I have written a really stupid uh, version. He's written a funny this? spoof. <laughs> it is not canon at all, as you will see. Funny in quotation. I will be. I will be playing Karina. Doctor Karina. Doctor Karina Schumacher Weiss. Who do you play? I will be Graham Kasner, and I am the voice of Volta. Who's for some reason not vampire. Right? Right? <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll try this. We'll try this. Okay. We're going to try and this thing but just so those who don't know what happened this is episode 4.5 so instead of episode 4 this is episode 4.5 this is not canon the the following documents and recordings of the fourth installment in a compilation detailing the events of the repair team sent out post preset consisting of Walter Heath Graham Kasner and Dr. Karina Schumacher Weiss in the winter months, gale storms in Svalbard can reach wind speeds of 130 kilometers per hour, accompanied by or following snowfall. Such storms can reduce visibility dramatically, and more so in the winter months of the polar night. During these storms, travel is not advised. Dun. Dun, dun, dun. Following our previous installment, the assessment and repair team decides to continue their exploration of the strange findings under the ice. The first report comes from the personal recorder of Walter Heath. The buttons were stained by a substance with the consistency of ice cream, the flavor being an odd mix of fish and strawberry. All right, scene. Um, wait, I don't know how to You're just exit. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Say, oh, top of that governor. He, he goes, yeah. 
He's like a... No, no, no. He, he, he is way too fancy. So we're doing... <laughs> say hello to the camera, Karina. Hello. We are inside the tunnel found under the storage bunker at Outpost Freestead. You spelled that wrong. Freestead in Spitsbergen Svalbard. The auxiliary bunker. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have been walking for about a kilometer now. Uh, east by northeast. Though I have not seen any speleothems. <laughs> this means that the glacier likes, likely does not drain through these caves. <laughs> oh, this is you. You're, you're Walter. I was... Okay. No, I fucked up. There we go. Brightness uh, on the screen has now gone up. You can now actually see the screen. Power's very expensive. Stop it. <laughs> Kastner tied the first rope off at the last man-made rail a while back. There's a slight downward slope, but we haven't seen any steep drops or dangerous avenues as of yet. Do you think that we will get to use the ice axe? Only if you don't keep your voice down. I see light up ahead. Walking sounds. Oh, this is the part. My god! Are you seeing this? What is this place? This? This is what the missing data was hiding. Why only 30? What? No, this is you. <laughs> you find a Baskin Robbins ice cream shop under a glacier and your first question is about the number of flavors they're offering? <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Why am I driven up? Yes, well, perhaps it's one of the older locations. It just seems odd, though. I wonder what flavors they're missing. What? Why would you assume it's even open? Says the man with the disposable camera. Well, what are we waiting here for? Let's go and find out. Motion sounds, jingle of a door, muted music. Penguins. <laughs> 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 Cue Walter. See? They're open! <clears throat> Thank you. Um, give me a moment. I wasn't really expecting to see a basket drop in, so I'll need to take a look at the menu. Oh, they have Rocky Road. Yeah, extreme German. Oh, they have Rocky Road? <laughs> Am I the only one who's noticed that all the employees here are penguins? No, you're just the only one who cares. Oh, I've never heard of some of these flavors. Excuse me, do you have a version of Rocky Road that doesn't have fish in it? Do you have any flavors without fish in them? I, I, I knew there was something fishy about this place. The lead penguin, the teller, there's something wrong with him. I can't figure out exactly what, but there's certainly something off about that smile. When do assist Is that? Is it just me, or does this ice cream scooper have blood on it? We need to leave now. <laughs> Intensity increases, and I think that's. Oh my God. <laughs> Cut to the end of the episode. <laughs> This concludes the fourth installment <laughs> of the scene. <laughs> Consisting of Graham Kasner, Dr. Karina Schumacher Weiss, and Walter Heath. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, Baskin Robbins has 32 flavors. So when there's only 30 flavors. How is anybody supposed to know that? 
clearly our listeners have been to Baskin Robbins. Did you have to Google that? Because I didn't know that. No, I, I've just been to Baskin Robbins a lot as a kid. That was the first place I had. That was my first restaurant. I honestly don't think Baskin I... Baskin Robbins is not a restaurant. I don't think I've honestly ever been in a Baskin Robbins. That was it's, the first like memory I have is being in Baskin Robbins. It's, it's an ice cream parlor. It's not a restaurant. It's not a restaurant. Well, there's, there's penguins. You, you can't have ice cream for dinner. It, it That's, well, you could... No. But. No, you can't. Your wife will get very angry at you. Or her husband. Um, Stay single. Have ice cream for dinner every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was our stupid thing. Um, <laughs> to keep you guys amused. He admits it. Um, we, we do a lot of stupid things. They're fun. We're hoping to put out more blooper episodes and stuff on our Patreon. Uh, those of you who do support us on Patreon, thank you immeasurably. You really help us do what we do and take it seriously. Um. So... Spinning off the Patreon thing, we're actually in the process of writing the scripts for our Patreon exclusive miniseries. It is a spin-off series of the White Vault with new characters and is set around something that ties into the universe. But it is going to be Patreon exclusive, working titles artifact, and it's not released yet, but you will We never, haven't recorded it yet. You will never get to listen to it if you don't become a patron. Because it's specifically for those people who help us make the worlds that we make. It doesn't. It's not a thing you have to listen to to appreciate the White Vault and future episodes of the White Vault. Uh, it's but just it, a good side story that lets you appreciate more of the world that we've created. Wait, this Q and A is not a Patreon exclusive. No, no. This will no, be. This, this will be for everybody. everybody. Oh. This is so that people understand who we are because um, we don't do credits. We don't do talking. We want people to be immersed. So this is our, hey guys, between episodes, this is who we are. So to clarify, we don't have, we, we, we had the opportunity no, to join. It's public. <laughs> People are already hearing your voice. No, You're fine. No. We, we had the opportunity to join a couple of different networks that are really great out there. Um, we were invited uh, by two different networks, to, or three actually, um, to join. But uh, we also have been given sponsorship opportunities, but we felt that you know, before every episode and every after every episode, saying like a lot of other stuff detracted from the primary story. Um, so we have specifically gone far out of our way to avoid um, sponsorships that required like pre-roll or mid-roll because that's tough uh, to fit in a story. We also don't do any credits at the end of an episode. It'll be at the end of the season. You'll hear all of our our names if you've skipped this episode. Although if you're looking again. for the credit section, they're always in the show notes of every episode. So if you want to know who one of the actors or actresses is... Who... Except on, on iTunes. We don't put them on iTunes. Because oh, yeah, well, there's only different. like 144 characters. Yeah. But you can find it is on iTunes our actual... the Twitter of podcasts? It, it is. iTunes is the biggest one. Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you. It's iTunes. Uh, also, I we're... click on my iTunes app to open podcasts. So it's <laughs> if, if you guys are listening to this and you've, you've enjoyed it, I'd also, as uh, the producer of the show, aka I do the sound effects and uh, I, I email actors and herd them like cats and stuff. But these, these guys are really great. Uh, they, they don't need to be herded. Please give us a review on either iTunes or Podchaser. Uh, Podchaser is a new medium. It is designed exclusively to help you find similar shows that you like using hashtags or recommendations. So if you like audio dramas, which is uh, the sound effects and voices like an audio play, you can simply hit the audio drama hashtag and you'll find over 50 audio dramas that are generally really great quality, the ones that we've listened to uh, so far. Also, hashtag 80podbingo on Twitter. You can find um, more audio dramas. We do a bingo board every month in different themes. Caitlin does them. They're horror. They're, um, we did a sci-fi one. Yeah, just every month on the 20th, I release a new 80 Pod Bingo board so people can try and find podcasts that interest them. But if you want to help 
other people find us and you would like to help our show grow and you don't have the financial means to put a dollar per episode, we totally understand. That's cool. We do appreciate those of you who can. But putting a review out on iTunes, uh, aka Apple Podcasts or uh, Podchaser really helps boost our visibility um, within those groups and helps other people find our show. Uh, similarly to us trying to help you find other great content out there, um, we, which we of course always love to do. Go go give this go give the QA uh, review. Do it do it on Podchaser. Do yes, it. <laughs> you can actually review individual episodes on Podchaser as yes, well. Yes, like so. this was a fantastic episode, and then in this if, episode, my favorite character burped, and I didn't like it. <laughs> if if you do uh, if you do like these sort of like ghost stories, um, we can do more interviews uh, as we somehow find the financial means to travel to our other cast members and ask them about their various ghost stories that are local to them. Uh, or just around the world, whoever we're able to get in touch with. But uh, we really, truly do appreciate you. We've been overwhelmed by the sheer positivity that we've received uh, from this show from day one, pretty much. Uh, and uh, even getting a couple of features in a couple places and mentions and uh, articles and uh, lists, that's been fantastic. Thank you all, everyone who's uh, given us a shout out or mentioned us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh... You're the best. Yeah, this is Especially us. you. You're my favorite. There's like, a fire me? No. No. Slime. <laughs> no. 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 Taste the um, tears. I was just saying that this is our first time as the creators of The White Vault actually speaking out on our podcast to everybody who can listen. So, hi guys. <laughs> We're real people. We spend a lot of our free time making these things because we actually have full-time jobs. So thanks for listening and making it a smashing success for us and all the download numbers and everything else yeah so if you if you enjoy this uh, keep listening if you are able to help us out on Patreon thank you so much if you're you're not please uh, give us review uh, a review on Podchaser or iTunes or Apple Podcasts and follow and... us on Instagram Twitter Facebook we're very chatty all those things if you reach out on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook you're mostly talking to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, directly at me. I mostly respond with gifts. <laughs> yes, she does. The superior communication method. It's it's optimal, and you can you can see exactly what expression she has through me those gifts. Me saying words does not express the same emotion as cousin it twirling a cane. Okay, clearly, <laughs> cousin it twirling clearly. a cane says a lot more about what I'm trying to convey. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, thank you guys. Thanks. Bye, guys. I love you. We'll, we'll see you guys at the conclusion of the season of season one of the White Vault. Bum. 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 Bum.